What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. I'm Ryan. Whoops, I'm Anthony. And today we are back with this week's first episode where we will be doing our things we learned slash biggest takeaways from week four of the NFL season. Just a disclaimer, if you hear noise in the background, we are here at our sponsor, Literally Pizzeria. Got some people watching the game in the back, kind of a live taping, live recording type of deal we got going on. It's going on customers. Got people in the other room watching the game. We are back. Here's a word from our sponsor. As he just mentioned, Little Italy Pizzeria. They got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in all of Delaware. Local business of Delaware. Family business. They got two locations, Middletown, Townsend. A new website coming soon. A new, new website, website out now. The greatest podcast on turf coming soon on the website. There we go. I got I got it confused. But like I said, happens. they got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in Delaware. Come in, sit down with the family, go get a drink at the bar, watch if the football, TV on every single wall that you can possibly look at. One, two, three, four, five TVs, six TVs in one pizza shop. I would say that's enough football that you need. Never Come in enough on a, football. That's also true. <laughs> Come in, have some food, watch some games, bring the family, have some lunch, have some dinner, have a drink. It's everywhere you need, everything you need. Best pizza in the state, best cheesesteaks in the state, and now back to your regularly scheduled program. So, yeah, we are back, as you guys can tell. As you guys hear, it is currently Monday night. We're recording this. The Chargers-Raiders game game just started. They're playing right now, as you guys can probably hear in the background. We're going to try and talk over it so it's not annoying you guys. And um, I think we have some news. Urban Meyer. (laughs) <laughs> we t- we can't cross that bridge? I think we should cross that bridge. I didn't know we went there. Um, well, <laughs> speaking of Urban Meyer, it is the first game that we're going to talk about anyway. We're not getting into it? So we'll just wrap it all up into one. Okay, so I'll leave you Urban Meyer, and I'm going to talk about the game. All right, so let me start first, just so we can get right into it. Segue. Okay. I think the Urban Meyer experiment in Jacksonville is going to be short-lived, honestly. It's not I, a good look. Not a good look at all. A couple ESPN analysts came out and said that he should be fired. I don't know how I feel about that. I personally don't really... You know what? Joe Mixon's day-to-day. Sleepy Joe Mixon is day-to-day. Talk about crossing that bridge. You know, we ain't going to cross that one, though. What's harder? Winning a game, you know what I mean? We are not a political <laughs> podcast. But, but now, nah, um, yeah, Urban Meyer, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> What's harder? That was a shit going on there. Um, <laughs> But if yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Urban Meyer experiment in Jacksonville sounds like it's going to be short-lived. Um, we really didn't know how to feel about it at first. I was kind of on the hype train, but now I'm starting to realize what the hell. When it's a question on what's harder, winning a game or you, that's a problem. <laughs> um, and I'll leave it at that if you know you know. And um, the first game we had was, speaking of the Jaguars, they lost. They're 0-4 now. They lost to the Bengals on a heartbreaker at the end of the game, 24-21. What was it, 14-0 at halftime? Yeah, I saw I a stat, actually. Like Trevor Lawrence has only lost, like, two six games. games in his career. Two games after being up by 10 points, and Joe Burrow has won both times. Yeah, I mean, the takeaways from this game is the Jaguars, they started out on fire. The Bengals couldn't do much at all. Um, and then the second half, they got cussed at in the locker room, and they came out and rode those boys. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer is not a good look, obviously. I'm not no. sure how much I'm going to touch on this game in general. The Bengals, they're looking like a decent team. They're not going to go to the playoffs and make an impact. No. no. But they are a young, up-and-coming team. They got a decent defense. They have a pretty good offense with Joe, kind of a three-headed, four-headed monster, you could say, yeah. on the offensive side of the football. 
and they look good. This is a game that they had to win. Yes, it was messy, but you know what they say, a win's a win. Um, there was some heat on this game, I guess you could say, with the Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't say yeah. ri- rivalry, eh, but there was some. Yeah. There was a storyline uh-huh. behind it. Uh, Joe Mixon got hurt towards the end of the game. It looks, it's good that he's okay day to day. But yeah, for me, I would say the takeaway here is the Urban Meyer experiment is not working out. Look in this; it's going to be short lived. Yeah, Tim Tebow is very disappointed. Does Urban Meyer make it the whole season? Yes or no? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, and I think we're looking at a similar situation to kind of how we saw the Cardinals in a couple years ago when they drafted Josh Rosen with a first-year head coach. Then Josh Rosen got cut, and they fired their head coach. I don't think Trevor Lawrence will get cut, though. I just think they'll be moving on from another head coach after this first year. Um I mean, I'm, I'm, we touched on it from the start that Urban Meyer is fishy. I I never yeah. really liked Urban Meyer. Um, there's been allegations of him in college, why he retired multiple, multiple times, and now he's seen at a bar after a loss. It's just not a good look. Um, Cheating on his wife. I wasn't going to go. He was seen at a bar. Cheating on his wife after a loss. Not a good luck. Absolutely not. Literally could have done anything else except for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably the worst thing you could have done besides yep. celebrating with the Bengals. Um, with all that being said, I'll go ahead and jump into the next game. And this is actually one of the games that I was wrong about this week on our Pick'em. I personally went 14-2. and two, Very respectable. Actually, no. 13-2. And, right and I picked the Chargers. Anthony, on the other hand, is currently sitting at nine, nine and six. Seven, six, nine and six, with the Raiders needing a win tonight, and the Chargers are currently in the red zone. I think because I just got my Keenan Allen red zone. Hopefully that game. doesn't go to the mic. Um, Mike Williams. So yeah, with this Giants Saints game, I'm pretty disappointed in the Saints. I was actually thinking about taking them in a pick them. Hopefully not, Mike. Uh, <laughs> and it was Mike. Nice. Um, no, but with that being said. Um, it was the Saquon game, you could say. He had his big Mike blowout Williams. game. I'm glad it's not Mike Williams. Glad we're on that page. Um, why does she already have six points? Oh, because Herbert. Oh, my God. Of course he threw it and his 50 passing touch. Oh Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looks like I'm not winning this. Anyways, no. the Giants, they won their first football game. Saquon had his day. Danny Dimes looked pretty good. Um, the Saints... Kind of let me down a little bit here. Their first first home game, and they didn't end up beating the Giants. No, they lost. They look like shit, actually. Um, Tell me how you really feel. This is one I was wrong on my pick as well. I didn't really see the Giants coming out of this one in any um, fact of the matter. But the fact of the matter is um, the New Orleans Saints are as bad of a football team as I thought they were. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're terrible. They're inconsistent. Their defense is overrated. Um. And the Giants are the real deal, exactly as I thought. Didn't the Saints blow you guys out? Barely. They won by two scores, 15 points, 28 to 13. Okay. Barely? Barely. <laughs> and we beat the Giants in preseason, so okay. what's your point? Shut up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now the Giants actually surprised me on this one. They actually didn't look bad. From what I saw the game, I caught some highlights. This wasn't really the... This was not the marquee matchup of the night or the day of the week. 
No, it wasn't. But um, from the highlights I saw, it looked like Daniel Jones had himself a game. I think it was his first career game with 400 passing yards. John Ross is finally reviving his career. Kadarius Toney had a coming out party. Um, is that the phrase? Or is that the, can I get in trouble for saying that? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Kenny Galladay did his thing, too. Saquon had his party as well. Um, but, yeah, it was a good outing for the Giants. The Saints suck, and they're overrated and inconsistent, and they're Jameis is terrible. See it, Dad. Taysom Hill ruins literally everything. I hate Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is a sorry bum, and he does not deserve a job in the NFL. He's terrible. Keeps taking away Kamara's touchdowns. It's always good Absolutely. For and um, with that being said, the next game is one that we will have fun talking about. Got the Chiefs. They traveled to Philly. Uh, I know a couple people that went to that game. Yeah. Uh, and the Chiefs ended up winning 42-30. to Because the Eagles blow. The Eagles couldn't score a touchdown to save their life, I believe. No. Um... We actually kind of flipped them back and forth with this game. I think my man Tyreek Hill had, what, 100-something yards and three tutties. It's not a good look for um, Darius Slay and friends on that no. one at a corner position. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell had a pretty good game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had himself a game. Yeah. Basically, the Chiefs did whatever they wanted on the offensive side of the ball. I give the Eagles props for scoring 30 points, but... Uh, at least seven of those were in garbage time. They did get a really late touchdown, which obviously helped them out. Uh, the Chiefs won this game pretty easily. For me, I would say the takeaway would be there's not really one. Uh, I mean, if you were overreacting to the Chiefs being one and two, the takeaway would be don't overreact. But as a pretty smart, educated guy myself, I knew that the Chiefs were good. Um, but yeah, the Eagles... They're starting to turn into what we kind of believed they were going to be, like a 5-6 win team, give or take. And they ended up losing to the Chiefs. They're going, it looks like right now they have three top ten draft picks. Yeah. So the Dolphins suck and the Colts suck. It's good for them. Yeah, Austin Eckler got hurt, and he's back on the field. He got hurt, went into the tent for a play, and came back in. But, yeah, the um, Eagles suck. Okay. Um, the Eagles are terrible. The Eagles won't be good. Next time, tell me how you really feel. They're okay? going to lose out. The Eagles are a poverty franchise. They Do can't they play healthy. the Patriots this year? Because we play you guys. No, they don't. Oh. The, our, the Patriots-Cowboys game was just the extra matchup they added for the 17th week. Oh. Yeah, um, the Eagles so just played play the Patriots two-year. Brady's last year, and we won in Philly. Okay, I didn't ask if you won, okay? What we, we play you guys in like two weeks, right? Not this week, the week after. So, yeah, two weeks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Eagles suck. The Chiefs did their thing. The Eagles scored in garbage time. Miles Sanders is terrible. Pick up Kenneth Gainwell off the waivers. As we touched on on our YouTube video, sure link in the bio. Smooth, I mean, like link in the baby. description. We are the smoothest guys out. We're the best at what we do. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles suck. Did I say the Eagles suck yet? Did you Did you say they suck? I don't know, but if I didn't say it, the Eagles blow. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to be good. They're going to lose to the Panthers. Then they're going to lose to the Jets down the line. They play the Raiders coming up. The Eagles have a hard schedule coming up, and my brother's out of his mind if he thinks that they're going to turn around this season and pull it out of their ass. Um, we go into the next game? You got I think we're going to skip the next game. My biggest uh, takeaway from this is the Eagles aren't going to be good unless they – can stay healthy, which will never happen. When your all-pro right tackle says that he's not playing because he doesn't feel like it, pretty much. What, so he what he said? He's some, I guess something personal came up, but hopefully it's okay. But, I mean, when you're kind of just, it was like the guy from, remember the guy 
that the Broncos cut because he got hurt at the preseason and it was like a whole big thing? Yeah. He said like two years ago in a game that he wasn't mentally prepared to play, and that's similar to what it sounded like Lane Johnson said on Sunday morning. So, I mean, that's a problem. The injury bug always haunts the Eagles. They have money invested into these players, into a few players who aren't very good, who don't play the full time. Fletcher Cox is making, what, $13-plus million a year to play a couple games and to not be good. Brandon Graham's probably making a pretty big penny, too. When Josh Sweat is your best defensive player, that's a problem. Josh Sweat is probably their best and most underpaid defensive player. Yeah. <laughs> and with that being said, this next game is going to be short and sweet. The Bills beat the Texans 40 to nothing. I don't Two have Two words. It. Dawson Knox. That's the only takeaways I have from this game. Check out our waiver wire YouTube video. Check out our TikTok page for pretty much summaries of our top videos of the week. Um, and I don't think we need to touch on the Bills beating the Texans 40 to zero. No, so I would like to jump to the next game, and this is my game. Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys were at home, and they ended up beating the Panthers 28-36. Panthers cost me my parlay card. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive that the Panthers had a couple late touchdowns, which really made this game closer. Uh, the game was they were winning at halftime 14-13, and then we ended up in the third quarter getting 20 points um, and really just finishing the game. I was watching first take earlier, and Michael Irvin was telling, you know, Stephen A. how we're the best team in football, and we're going to go, we're for real this year. And I would like to lower expectations a little bit. Although I think we are good, I would say the only game that you can really take away and say we did good, it's probably the Chargers and the Buccaneers game. Uh, I don't really believe in Sam Darnold, personally. I think he's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, tell me how you really feel. Um... And, and then we also beat Jalen Hurts in his second year. It's just the Dallas Cowboys, the takeaways here, I would say, so far this season have been the defenses playing out of their mind. Trayvon Diggs is looking like a stud. Um, Demarcus Lawrence ain't even out there. He's going to be back in not a couple weeks, but he's <laughs> going to be back in five, five, six. I mean, he was uh, eight weeks. He's going to be back in about seven, six weeks, give or take. Nice. So he'll be back. Um but the Cowboys, I would say the biggest takeaway so far is their defense. And Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's back. We have a two-headed running back core. I think we had about 200 rushing yards between the two. Zeke had 140. Pollard had 10 for 60. And, you know, that, that wins games in cold weather. So that's going for us. I'm not sure we're going to go make a big splash in playoffs. I do think we can win a game, maybe two. But I'm tempering expectations because I know that our defense is still a liability. <laughs> um <laughs> Dak Prescott hasn't proved himself to me yet, especially in playoffs. Fair. So with that being said, so far I am a very happy Cowboys fan, but I'm not Michael Irvin yet saying that we're <laughs> going to go compete for a Super Bowl. Thank you. Um, my biggest takeaway from this one is perhaps that the Panthers' defense has finally kind of came back down to earth. C.J. Henderson got exposed. to come down to earth after playing who they played. We ain't going to talk about him. C.J. Henderson got exposed, which ain't saying much. Amari Cooper's pretty good. Um, he's he's up there. Yeah, Dallas has definitely – Dallas is definitely probably the one team this year has that has shocked me, like in a good way. Like I didn't see Dallas kind of starting to run away with this division. Now, granted, I saw Washington being a lot better, but we'll touch on them in a little bit. Um, yeah, um, that's what we did watch a good bit of this game. The Panthers, just as a team, came back down to earth. Sam Darnold did his thing, though. DJ Moore didn't come back down to earth. I kind of saw him and Diggs get into a stalemate, but he still kind of did his thing. Diggs still did his thing. I mean, 
I don't know if I've dropped it on the podcast, but I recently bought Trayvon Diggs autograph rookie football card, and the value on that seems to kind of be going up a little bit. So it's, it's like stocks, you know what I mean? Investments is what I like to call it. I bought a lot of rookie cards of a lot of my favorite players, so I'm kind of hoping they all pan out. If Trayvon Diggs makes you a millionaire, you got to... Well, you and Sean were with me, so wouldn't that be something? I guess. You witnessed a million-dollar purchase, and I think I paid, like, $2 for the card. <laughs> I think I paid, like, $2 for the card. I mean, I doubt it makes you a millionaire, but... Probably make me, like, a couple hundred in there. Maybe, like, a hundred. Because well, defensive cards don't go for that much. It's really only, like, the top quarterbacks. Yeah. Unless he turns into Dion. Yeah. Times two. If he can go be as good as Deion Sanders, then he made me some money. We're talking high, though. Well, I mean, I feel as though I've already, in theory, I've already made a profit because a $2 card, and it's probably, like, at least 10 now. Technically, if he keeps up with the pace that he's at, right, say he plays 10 seasons, 160 games, he is, he's probably, like, the interception leader. 170 games. 170. He's probably interception leader. Then I have his autographed rookie card. And for being real. He signed it with a pen. On card rookie auto, Trayvon Diggs. Interception leader all time. There we go. <laughs> um, moving on to the next game. Um, before we move on, my biggest takeaway, the Cowboys are good and the Panthers are probably another year away. Panthers are a middle-of-the-road team because they have a bottom-tier quarterback and a good roster. But they were also without Christian McCaffrey, and if he was there, they might have won. Who knows? Moving on to the next game, the Cleveland Browns got into a stalemate with the Minnesota Vikings and beat them 14-7. Baker Mayfield looked to like shit. Watch your mouth. He missed Odell about five, six times downfield. Odell's off. Odell probably could have had a couple touchdowns off. and at least 100 yards receiving, maybe more. But Baker wasn't making throws. Life is all about timing. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both had great days, though, which, I mean, that's kind of what you expect about this offense. With the two, with the best running back duo in the league and a top offensive line, that's what you expect, especially if they get in these stalemate games. It's going to come down to who can run the ball more, and I'll take Cleveland over about any team in football. Um, excuse me. But, yeah, Minnesota is terrible. Justin Jefferson had a great game for me fantasy-wise, won me my week against Jake. Jake came up a little short. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Um, but, yeah, go Browns. My biggest takeaway is the Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins, and the Cleveland Browns need another weapon on offense. When's uh, Juice coming back? I don't know. I think it's week to week now. That's good. Um... But, yeah, I'm not worried about it, really. I could honestly see timing issues between Baker and Odell. I didn't watch the game personally, so he might have just been completely inaccurate. But I'm going to go it with timing. Bad. I'm going to go with timing. <laughs> it was bad. I'm doing timing. Um, but, no, I, I don't doubt Baker Mayfield at all. He turned around a Cleveland Brown franchise. If he wasn't there, they wouldn't be 3-1 and right now. Granted, he had a bad game. Whatever stuff happens. But I think um, talk to me when the Browns play the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. How about that? When the Browns play the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. When the Browns play the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, we got to, like, clip that and send it everywhere. Now, the question is, who are we taking in that Super Bowl? (sighs) I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Cleveland because I think we know the Cardinals are high-powered enough, but if Cleveland runs through the AFC and makes the Super Bowl, I'm going to assume that they just go crazy and win. It just depends on, like, who I like more. I, I don't think know if I could pick. You're going to have to <laughs> for our pick series because that's what it's going to come down to the Super Bowl game. I'm hoping that I have a big enough game lead on you where I don't have to pick. It's looking good for you now, but <laughs> we still got 12 more weeks left. 
including playoffs. So about what's twenty minus five? Fifteen more weeks left in theory. Anyways, we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get to it. Fair enough. I say we go ahead and jump to the next game. Wait, we didn't do our. You didn't do your biggest takeaways. Oh, I did not do my biggest. Um, well, I was talking about. Uh, don't stress on Baker Mayfield because he's yeah. still okay. the best quarterback in that division. I also, I don't know how I feel about the Vikings. They've lost a couple close games. One to the Cardinals, they lost by a point. One to the Browns. One to the they Browns. Lost by a tutty. Who else did they lose to? They're two and two now. It says they're one and three on his laptop. I thought they were two and two also. Um, click on their name. They lost to the Browns. They beat. No, no, that's old. Wait, where did you just? What happened? Scores. Oh. What the? Where are they at? Okay, here. They lost to the Bengals. In overtime. Week one, they lost to the Bengals in overtime. They lost to the Card. They beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks. The Seahawks. (laughs) (laughs) They beat the Seahawks. I mean, those are kind of hard games that they lost. They lost to the Bengals in overtime, and the Bengals are three and one. They barely lost to the Cardinals by one point. They beat Seattle, and they lost to the Browns. That's a hard schedule, for being real. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about the. Um, the Minnesota Vikings quite yet, I would say. Dalvin Cook was still banged <laughs> oh up. He only God, had sorry, excuse me. about six fantasy points. He wasn't as himself because he was still banged up all week. There was a question that he would even play. He was kind of a late play, if that's the right word. Yeah. So I'm not very really worried about the Vikings, although I don't think they're going to go make the playoffs or make a splash. I still Absolutely. don't think they're going to be a bottom feeder in the league. I think they'll be a seven or so win team, give or take. Just a respectable team that... Um, you don't want to play against, really? They're a hard win. Yeah. This um, next game, I don't even... Do we even have to talk about it? Because we didn't... I know I didn't. We didn't watch it. This next game we do have to talk about because I was right and you was wrong. Fair. The Colts traveled to Miami. Anthony took the Miami Dolphins with Jacoby Brisket revenge game. Like a jackass. And instead what happened was Jonathan Taylor ran all over this Miami uh, Dolphins defense. The Colts scored 27 points somehow. I'm not sure, you know, how, considering that their offense consists of, um, I mean, how can I say it? Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman and Zach Paschal and... Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was a stud. Uh, But, yeah, they hung up 27 on their head. And really, I mean, I would say the takeaway here is the Colts aren't that bad. They just got dealt a really, really crappy hand, which... You know, obviously makes sense because who they played? They played against the Rams. They played against the Seahawks. Titans, Seahawks, and Rams. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really hard to win those games. So their first winnable game, they go out there and they win it. Jonathan Taylor had 16 carries for 100 yards. Receiving-wise, Mo Alley-Cox had himself a day. Three for 42 and yeah. two tutties. It, it was just a very, legend. it was very, it was a balanced game. A lot of guys had catches. Um, they tried to showcase Marlon Mack. That didn't really work out well. Yeah. 10 for 22. And then the Dolphins, there, was just, there wasn't much. Wait. Miles Gaskins really worthless. Holy crap. Yeah. He didn't do, he had like .4 points. I didn't draft him, but like, I feel bad for people that did. Malcolm Brown had eight carries for 23 yards, and Miles Gaskin had two carries for three yards. Yeah. It's looking like – I saw somebody on Twitter, one of the fantasy guys that I listened to, he was like, when beat reporters say guys with the first name of Miles is going to be a committee, you need to listen to them. And it was a picture of Miles Sanders and Miles Gaskins. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yup. 
Um, so, yeah, with that being said, um, go Colts. And I'm sorry if you drafted Miles Gaskin. I didn't recommend it, so. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this game is the Dolphins suck. They're not better than the Patriots. And the next game was a upset. Yes. The New York Jets upset the Tennessee Titans in overtime. Now, I will give Ryan Tannehill – actually, you know what? F Ryan Tannehill. He's a scrub. He couldn't beat the Jets with Derrick Henry. You want to take this one? Is there something that you want me to say? No. Um, Zach Wilson came out and showed himself that he was the number two pick for a reason, I guess, against a bad Titans defense is what people are saying. Um, I think – just relax. That's what we need. We need to relax. Yeah. Because my man, Ryan Tannehill, I get it, right? He threw the ball 49 times to Jay McNichols, C. Rogers, Josh Reynolds, and Russell Westbrook's cousin. <laughs> it's it's not a good look. Like, but, how do you expect him to win? Uh, Derrick Henry averaged 4.8 yards. It was modest. But, I mean, there's literally nothing that you can do when your entire playbook is the run and up the middle. When teams stop that, that's all you have to do. Well, in theory, Derrick Henry isn't good running up the middle. He's only really good when he can get in the space and make plays. What? In Basically, theory. it's like this, right? Why weren't the Titans good before Tannehill came? Because they no. suck. Would you listen? They weren't good before Tannehill came because Marcus Mariota couldn't throw the ball. And when Marcus Mariota can't throw the ball, they load the box. And... I think it's pretty safe to say you can load the box against Russell Westbrook's cousin on the outside because there's no way he's going to burn you, essentially. In theory and in practice, you're probably right. That's just basic football. When there's no passing threat, you load the box. When there's a passing threat, you can't load the box. No, I'm just kidding. All jokes aside, I'm not going to overreact about this one. The Jets are the Jets. The Titans got unlucky. We saw it coming when A.J. Brown and Julio got ruled out. I'm not overreacting. Yeah, Derrick Henry killed it for me in fantasy. My biggest takeaway is the Titans will be fine and the Jets are still terrible. I agree. For the first time ever. I wouldn't say ever. Um, In theory, probably. (laughs) Moving on to the next game, we're trying to get through some of these boring games like this one. The Bears beat the Lions 24-14. Quintez Cephas? Is the man. Quintez Cephas. I'm not saying Brown at himself a day. Lions franchise legend. If you know, you know. Um, I don't know. It's this guy I watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I don't he know. does like a Lions franchise. His name's Bengal. He does like a Lions franchise, and like he pretty much like rebuilt the Lions completely. And like Quintez Cephas is like his best receiver. Hmm, that's cool. Um, yeah. But I would say the takeaways here are Justin Fields had a pretty good game, but he still ain't the starter. But he still's not Why? the starter because Andy Dalton's a stud. Because Matt I thought they were going to credit of, Andy Dalton. No, Andy Dalton's a sorry bum. The takeaways for this game, hopefully David Montgomery's all right. We still haven't heard a lot. Uh, He avoided the ACL tear, which is great. Damian Williams had a pretty good day. It looks like he had eight carries for 50 yards and a tutty. Uh, Boomer Sooner, obviously, all the way. Oklahoma, you know it. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, Saturday morning, by the way. Boomer Sooner, Tuck Fexus. Yeah, we got Oklahoma going to play um, Texas this weekend at um, AT AT&T Stadium, is it? Yep. Boomer Sooner, Texas is sorry. B. John Robinson's overrated. Matt Corral for Heisman. Spencer Rattler for QB1. <laughs> no. I didn't mean that last part. I meant everything else. Tuck Fexus. And we're going to shout out anybody on Oklahoma. It's got to be Nick Benito, and that's it. Nick Benito. Um, what's the receiver's name that I like? Mims? No, the other guy. Hazelwood? Hazelwood. I like Hazelwood. He's pretty good. 
Vince was good last year, but he just hasn't gotten involved yet. Because Rattler's terrible, to be fair. Uh, I think a lot of it's on the O-line, because we have lost a lot of O-linemen recently. They all got drafted like two years ago, and then we just lost Creed Humphrey last year. Um, Back to your regularly scheduled program. How did we go from Oklahoma how do we go from the Lions? Damian Williams. To, oh, Damian Williams. <laughs> we Waiver find any type of... Peyton ball. Barber got hurt. Did you pick him up in fantasy? I did because... He got hurt. Tyson Williams didn't play, and I was like, oh, let me pick him he up. He hurt his foot. And Josh Jacobs is back. Derek so Carr has .16 points in fantasy. Good thing I'm up by 40. The Raiders are back? Is that what you're telling me? Looks like it. Looks like they ran the ball three times, and Derek Carr owners are not happy about it. And Hunter Renfro <laughs> dropped the pass on third down. You mean the best slot receiver in football? Jalen Ramsey's dad, did I say? Oh. That's where we're going. Yeah. um, But, I I mean, mean, you're not wrong, but you really didn't have to say it. And Xavier Howard's dad? Because we saw that play. Yeah, moral of the story, um, the Lions and Bears is a boring game. I think they play again on Thanksgiving. That's the next time these two teams play each other. Um, Yeah, they always get Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's always boring. And I don't have um, much else to say about um, these guys, no? You? No. Biggest takeaways, Darnell Moody coming out party, if I can say that, and um, the Lions, they're a tough win. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and jump to the next game. We had Washington traveling to the Falcons. Now, this game almost cost me my card. I had the Falcons minus one and a half. They ended up battling. Um, Washington ended up winning. Terry McLaurin had himself a game. Antonio Gibson... He did okay. Yeah, but the problem is J.D. McKissick has more. I saw the stat. I think he has more goal line touches. He definitely has more receptions. Somehow. He definitely played in the final drive. Yeah, he did. And that is very alarming. See, coming into the season, a lot of people believe Antonio Gibson, who was a former receiver turned running back, was going to be involved in the passing game. And then other guys, guys that I listened to said, why would they when they just paid J.D. McKissick? And it seems like those guys were right. Jaden McKissick is doing his thing in a receiving game. Uh, Washington won. They beat the Falcons. That's really not saying anything at all. They're gunning for second place in this division. It looks like second place might have opened up a little bit between... No, I don't know. That is at least is back. (laughs) Um, Sixers lost. NBA's back. Preseason, right? Yeah, but it's still the Sixers losing, so... Well, I think I've been saying this for a while. The Sixers are overrated, so is Joe Embiid. But moral of the story, we're not going to touch on that right now. We're going to talk about the Washington football team. Why don't you talk about your Washington football team? My Washington football team has been very disappointing this year, making me look like a jerk, like a dummy, like I don't know what I'm talking about when I do. Um, That's crazy because you don't. I do. Their defense has um, disappointed me so far. Taylor Heineke is sorry. They should have went all in and traded up for a top quarterback when last year was the year to do it because this year's quarterback class sucks unless they get Matt Corral or Malik Willis. Um, but, yeah, that's a conversation for our different day. Mock draft's coming soon. Um, with that being said, my biggest takeaways is Washington is in trouble if they keep getting in tight games like this against a bad team. And it looks like the Falcons – are always going to be the Falcons and be a tough win, maybe. But they still can't play defense. It's the biggest takeaway. They still cannot play defense to save their life. The biggest takeaway also, I saw another stat, and this is very good. If you take out Derrick Henry from the NFL, Cordell Patterson would be the number one running back by nine points. Cordero Patterson. That's who we're missing. What a guy. He's a stud. Yeah, he is. You can start him at wide receiver and running back in Yahoo Fantasy Platform. Literally, I would start him anywhere. I think on CBS Sports you can, too, my dad was telling me. Cordell Patterson, I swear, if he was a quarterback, I'd start him there. But he's a stud. 
three receiving touchdowns as a running back? Sign me up. In PPR? Oh, Mike Davis is going to be good this year. Yeah, you forgot about Cordell Patterson, buddy. Who in their <laughs> right mind thought Cordell Patterson was going to go be the running back one and top Patterson running back in fantasy football? Every team in the National Football League and the Atlanta Vikings, Falcons Patriots, Falcons, Bears, Bears, and the Atlanta Falcons unleashed the true beast of Cordell Patterson. Reviving his career similar to how John Ross is for the New York Giants. Set the next game. You didn't even segue into the next game. We've already talked about the Giants. I know, but I was making the joke about John Ross that I made all day yesterday that everyone AJ was Green telling me back. That I'm a jackass. Speaking of A.J. Green coming back. Let's talk about segue. The Arizona Cardinals upset my loss. I wouldn't call it an upset. They beat the Los Angeles Rams 37-20. I um, saw it coming. I said it. Ryan said it. I... Mess, the Rams finally came back down to Was earth. Was one announcer, Dan or Orlovsky? I think he was listening to us and then tried to claim my knowledge. Yeah, because all these other analysts. week one he said the Cardinals are going to be good. Like, oh, I'm, I was saying this like. All these other ago. analysts just say whatever brings in views. And here at the Greatest Podcast on Turf, we keep it raw, legit, and uncut, except when we curse. Like, I just had to edit Dan out a couple definitely minutes ago. listened to us, and he was like, yo, these guys know what they're talking about. Let me hop on the All they do trip. is they listen to the Greatest Podcast on Turf, and when they realize they're right, they go and say it. They just get credit because they're older than us and they have big names. So, why would you listen to after when you could listen to before here? You know what I'm saying? And then you can go talk to your friends and tell them what you hear here and you look like a smart guy because you listen to the greatest podcast on turf at the start of the season Kyler Murray was plus 800 and MVP odds if you listen to us and go put 100 on them you would be $800 richer come 10 weeks 12 weeks 11 I don't know yeah, I'm not good at math about 12 weeks um <laughs> yeah listen to the greatest podcast on turf more of the story that's my biggest takeaway from my life listen to the greatest podcast on turf Ryan back and I to, know what we're talking about back to the story back uh, to our regular schedule the Cardinals quarter. are 4-0 right now they're looking like the best team in football like we said don't overreact but they're 30 they beat them 37-20 to uh, Matt Stafford didn't have himself a game who did though? Was AJ Green? AJ Green had himself a game. I'm pretty yeah, sure um, he did decent. D Hop did okay, I think. Is AJ Green available on the waiver wire of your fantasy league? Because if he is, and you want to hear our full thoughts on AJ Green and the entire Arizona Cardinals wide receiving course situation, be sure to check out the greatest podcast on turf latest exclusive segment on their YouTube channel where they discuss the top waiver wire pickups of the week and discussed them individual players in last week's games. But I will tell you who did have a good game, and that is Kyler Murray, the MVP, Boomer, Boomer Sooner. Sooner. We've said this before. We'll say it again. He's the man. It's it's really just easy to say. I've when you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they can beat anybody in football. Yeah, they're just as explosive as Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. They might not be better than them on a DeAndre consistency is basis. Than Tyree Kill. Okay, Anyways. well you didn't hear me out. Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are better on a consistency basis, but. D-Hop and Kyler are just as explosive. Um, I would love to see those guys go toe-to-toe. But the Cardinals ended up winning this game 37-20. They're number one in the division. I don't have much to say here. No, um, my biggest takeaway from this is that the Cardinals may be the real deal, as we've been saying the whole time. And the Rams will be fine. I'm not overreacting too much. They lost to arguably the best team in football after beating arguably the best team in football the week before. So, I mean, we'll see. I think the Rams will be fine um, in this next game. I'm excited to get to the final game. 
<laughs> I'm just going to let you rant on the final game. But with that being said, jump into the next game. Staying in that Seattle division. Seattle Seahawks. Staying in the division also. Seattle Seahawks traveled to the 49ers. One takeaway is Debo Samuel is the best wide receiver when he's uncovered. The second takeaway, um, that's really it. Trey Lance is back, baby. Well, he, he's They don't back. believe in him. They're really trying to get Jimmy G healthy because they're not ready for Trey Lance to play because they know. think he sucks and they should have drafted not Trey Lance. Not going to spoil the other guy because I actually like him now, kind of. Speaking of Trey Lance, um, if he's available in your waiver wire, go pick him up. He had 20 points in about the second half of football. The Seahawks ended up winning this game. I kind of saw it coming. Um, DK Metcalf had a pretty good day, I believe. Speaking of who had a good day that you're probably not thinking of, my man Alex Collins. Yeah. Has stole a couple touchdowns from Chris Carson. Uh, it's probably just going to be a headache, but I've always been a fan of Alex Collins. Even back when, in Baltimore, he was a really good running back to just have fumbling problems. Uh, he fits well with the Pete Carroll mindset, I would say. Um, whereas, like, the dark visor and, you know, does yeah. that whole thing. <laughs> Seeing it's a Pete Carroll type of deal. Yeah. But, no, I mean, the Seahawks, they won this game. I kind of saw it coming when you have Russell Wilson playing up against Jimmy Garoppolo and a rookie quarterback. It's kind of easy to predict, even though how good the Seahawks are. Uh, their corners are obviously struggling. They don't have anybody at all at the corner position. The defense is solid in terms of the front seven, but they obviously lack in the secondary. Yes. Uh, Debo Samuel is an absolute stud. Props to him out of South Carolina. Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, I had the Seahawks win in the division. It's not really looking great right now. But I had the Rams, to be fair. You're looking better than I am. but um, In theory. We're going to see next week when they play. Yeah. Um, Thursday night, actually, I think that is. Yeah. Rams-Seahawks Thursday night. We'll be watching that game. Um, Any takeaways you got? Um, Besides Trey Lance winning Rookie of the Year? Not over... Maga Mac Jones, who we'll talk about in a little bit. My biggest takeaways from this game, though, the Seattle Seahawks are the team we thought they were. They'll win these close games. Russell Wilson's still Russell Wilson. He's having a quiet year so far. And the 49ers, they need help on defense bad. Their secondary is going to cost them games down the stretch. Their offense can only do so much. Is Trent Williams okay? I don't know. I saw he got carted off, but I didn't hear much about his injury. Granted, we weren't really listening to the TV. Hopefully he's okay. Um, Boomer Sooner. Not as bad as initially thought. Okay, good. Chance to play Sunday. Oh, that's perfect. That's good. Perfect. There we go. And, all right, the next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers got annihilated. Absolutely murdered. There was a homicide murder scene in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. They, Since you feel so strongly about Pittsburgh, I'll let you take this one. The Steelers suck. Um, they lost to the Packers 27-17. Ben Roethlisberger is terrible. Ben Roethlisberger is the second coming of Phillip Rivers. He's terrible. He's average. He sucks, but he's still going to be the starter because he's – Ben Roethlisberger, and he's won a Super Bowl or two. Um, he's terrible. If the Steelers want any chance to even fight for a wild card spot, Ben Roethlisberger needs to get benched. Um, Green Bay looked good, like usual. They could still kind of use some help in the secondary. They're still trying to get Eric Stokes. Their offensive line, when healthy, is very good, and it helps the offense get that much better. A.J. Dillon had himself a day. He saw one too many carries because Aaron Jones fumbled. Um, yeah, Najee Harris, tough one this week against 
Denver. We'll talk about that one more on Thursday's episode with a special guest. If you guys have been listening to us, you know that I got in an argument about this game a long time ago, and now that guest is coming back on on Wednesday. So be sure to be on the lookout for those episodes Thursday. But, yeah, the Steelers suck, and I think the Steelers are as bad as I thought they were. I think that win week one was a fluke. There are a couple of things I would like to touch on in this game. First of all, I think the Steelers will be okay. In terms of what they are, I think they will be fine. They are a defensive football team. We've seen in this game they had that blocked field goal. You can say it was offsides. That's fine. They're still an explosive defense that can create plays and win on football games. The second thing is they are playing horrible on offense in terms of third and fourth down. I saw a stat. I was watching TV this morning, and I think that give or take, it's not going to be exact, but about 25 of 50 passes on third and fourth down, they throw it behind the sticks. Terrible. That's bad. They're playing very conservative. Um, the Steelers, they needed to step it up. Big Ben was missing seam balls. You saw the one at Juju that would have been a touchdown. Yeah. They're just making small mistakes, and I think that they will be okay. They just need to put it together. I mean, they played against the Packers. They lost. I'm not looking that much into it, but I, I still think they'll be okay. I, they're not going to go win the Super Bowl, but I do think that the bottom wild card spot, they're still up for grabs. New England's taking it. The Steelers suck, more of the story. Um, Anyways, jumping to the next game. Next game, game, my Denver. I'm taking this one. Oh, yeah, because you're taking the next game. No, I'm taking taking the next game. Excuse me. And I would like to touch on this game because you were wrong again. Uh, The Ravens, they traveled to Denver, and they blew them boys out 23-7. Ah, man, how sweet it is to be right. I think the Broncos suck. They played three terrible teams weeks one, two, and three. They're going to lose to the Steelers next week. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They look pretty good. Um, Vic Fangio was a little bit upset about them running to keep going for that record. Oh, well, losers lose. I suggest he starts winning, and he can get over it. If the players want to go for it, then the players are going to go for it. Vic Fangio can go. He can start winning football games if he wants to complain. Um, with all that being said, Marquise Hollywood-Brown had a pretty good game. Um, the Ravens' offense, they look pretty good. They end up scoring 23 on this Broncos' defense. Pat Sertain got banged up a little bit. Hopefully he's okay. But the real story here is uh, the Broncos' offense looked horrible. Teddy B got a concussion. And Drew Locke um, stepped in, and he didn't look very good. Uh, Granted, he got kind of thrown into the wolves, I would say, against this Baltimore Ravens defense. I'm not a huge fan of Drew Locke. I'm not going to bash him for this game. I'm also not going to give him props because I've never been a fan of him. Um, Tim Patrick didn't have that good of a game. But, no, I mean, with that being said, it, I guess it could have been, no. Ravens just won because the Broncos aren't very good. Yeah, um, this one for me, it was kind of tough. Drew Locke well, they hasn't gotten any first-team reps. Kind of got thrown to the Wolves after Bridgewater left with a concussion. Um, so, I mean, I like what you said. I'm not going to give Drew Locke any crap because I am a fan, but I'm also not going to give him any props because he didn't look that good. Um, more of the story, I was wrong about this one. I was – knocking the Ravens a lot. Um, I guess maybe they're a little better than I thought initially. Um, but I'm just too excited to move on to this next game. Go ahead. I'm going to let you rant. I watched the game. And Ryan then I'm did... probably going to. Oh, I know we're going to yep. disagree on that field goal at the end of the game. But I yes, mean, we are. Bill did what he thought was right, and that's all that matters. Um, no. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the New England Patriots with a final score of 19-17, didn't cover the spread. Um, the Patriots hung in there, and believe it or not, I'm finally admitting, I'm not going to beat around the bush, I was wrong about Mac Jones. Mac Jones did his thing, he held his own, he went toe-to-toe with the greatest quarterback of all time. 
in New England in his homecoming. Now, I do believe Tom Brady was a little too amped up. Some of his early throws during the game were a little wild. So I think Tom Brady did let the hype get to his head a little bit, but he still came out and won the game, and that's all that matters. Mac Jones hung in there, and it proved a lot. The Patriots' defense stepped up, hung in there, battled some injuries. J.C. No, Jonathan Jones went down. Tom Brady picked on Miles Bryant, the backup, who had to come in for a couple plays at the end of the game. But the field goal at the end of the game was questionable for Bill Belichick. I, I don't know how I f- to feel about it. I wasn't really thinking about it as much as I was thinking of, oh, my God, Nick Folk is a sorry bum and just cost us the game. Um, but, yeah, I was very surprised at this outcome. I would have thought the Patriots got steamrolled. Brady was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder, but it wasn't the case. Bill Belichick went head-to-head with Brady, schemed up a great defensive game plan against them, and it was a great game to watch. It was a very good night to be a Patriots and Tom Brady fan. I enjoyed the game a lot, and I'm not butthurt the Patriots lost this one. I personally didn't watch the game because I didn't want to buy into any hype that was going to happen. I 100% disagree with the play call that Bill Belichick made. Um, You can't give the ball to Tom Brady with how many seconds left? 40, 50? Give or take. I mean, we saw Dallas do a week one, and Brady went and scored a field goal on him. Granted, Cowboys defense isn't as good as the Patriots, but you're currently in a situation where I get it. There's pressure on Mac Jones, but there's also rain, wind, 56 yards. If yeah. Mac Jones would have, if you would have gave Mac Jones a chance on that fourth and fourth and what three? Yeah. If you would have gave Mac Jones a chance on that fourth and three, just think of the legacy it could have made. Just think That's like, true. if Mac Jones completed that and went and beat Tom Brady in his homecoming, it's just the storyline there that that would have made would have been amazing. Mac Jones would have been. He would have had so much fan support just like that. He would have been the hero of New England. He would have been the man. And you just take the ball out of his hands and kick a 56-yard field goal that you know you're going to miss because you have a bad kicker. And wind and rain, yeah, get out of here, Bill. Nick Folk still got cussed out on Twitter. <laughs> it's not even his – your Bill's just playing soft. Like, you need – it's the regular season. You're not going to go win a Super Bowl. You're not going to be Which good. Which leads me to my Why next you go win? The storyline will be better when Mac Jones beats Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. I'm done. <laughs> Um, I'm done. You heard the laptop here. If you didn't hear it, I'll do it again. Uh, I think that's going to wrap this one up, though. I think the Chargers are beating the Raiders 7-0. Maybe we'll touch on that game, some takeaways we see after we go watch this game. Hopefully, they just low scoring. Hopefully, Mike Williams low scoring. doesn't do anything for Ryan's sake. Um, with that being said, be on the lookout. We are on a new schedule, by the way. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday uploads from now on. Still the same episode. Still... Same amount of content. We're just pushing everything back a day because, as Ryan said on YouTube, it is hard to record a stardom sit video on a Monday. Especially when injuries and... Rob Gronkowski last week was start of the week, didn't even play. <laughs> Prime example. We want to bring you guys the best, most raw, uncut, best accurate content we can. So, therefore, if we have to push a day back, we can. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, keep showing his love. Thank you guys for listening. Go Patriots. Mac Jones is my boy now. I'm ordering his jersey. How about them Cowboys, baby? Woo! See you guys next time. Peace. See ya. ya. Ric Flair.